Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. I'm Alpha. We can be as badass as we want. We now live in a nation where doctors destroy health, lawyers destroy justice, universities destroy knowledge, governments destroy freedom, the press destroys information, religion destroys morals, our banks destroy the economy, the inability to defend on all of these fronts, be it voter suppression. And you can go down the line. You can go down the line. Good evening. I'm Alpha. This is the Alpha Show. Now, the master of common sense, take no prisoners in politics and game making. The man from Chicago who's got their numbers. This is Advanced Urban Political Talk Radio with Alpha. Here's Alpha. Well, good evening. Good evening and welcome to the second episode of Our First Show. Yes, that's right. I need help. <laughs> I'm in a real bad way here. And um, we're going to talk about herd immunity. And this man is trying to kill close to 2 million people. That's what herd immunity will bring us. He is saying that if enough of us get sick, we'll get used to it, and it'll go away, and the strong, only the strong, will survive. You cannot be serious. Stupidity is all he peddles. Ultimate nonsense. Infecting hundreds of millions and watching a small millions, like two or three million, die is not my answer for leadership. It just says. Take it for what it's worth. Take it for nothing. But we've got the um, situation going on in Wisconsin. And what does the fearless leader do? He goes and stands in front of burnout businesses. And the owners of the business don't want to stand with them. So he went and got the owner of the strip mall. (laughs) You know what? What is it now? 61 days? I can't wait to get this election over with. 
Oh, and he's going to try to steal it. And he has a damn good chance of stealing it. Right now, I don't understand one thing. Right now, I don't understand why Democrats aren't in court talking to a judge at every level in every state about the sabotage in the post office. Mail is piled up and ballots will be piled up. The disenfranchisement of voters will take place and they will definitely go to court to stop the count after they have basically sabotaged the post office and ballots can't be counted. You know what? There's going to be a reckoning. There's going to be hell to pay if Democrats don't fight this fool tooth and nail. If Democrats don't stand up and fight him, and all of this Bill Barr nonsense, because it's coming. It is definitely coming, and we have to wonder, and we have to be on alert and on the lookout. That's why they should be in court now about the slow, the slowdown in mail of the post office. And um, they should be talking about um, charges against this inspector general because his moves will disenfranchise hundreds of thousands of voters, period, period. I have no clue. I could, <laughs> I just got the chat room up and going, and um, I guess I couldn't. It wouldn't give me the host call-in number. It wouldn't give me my host PIN number. So for further reference, I got to write that down. Um. I see where OCG is saying that it won't show her as OCG. And I'm pretty sure she has gone up to the icon and and logged out and logged back in as OCG. But then, too, I may be getting ahead of myself. I may not. But it is what it is. Donald Trump is basically talking about anything, any and everything, and Democrats are allowing it. They are allowing him to not talk about the 186,000 deaths because of his mishandling of the pandemic. The very reason he is going to lose, and Democrats seem to be afraid 
to talk about it. Don't allow him co op the headlines and talk about what he wants to talk about. Talks about claims of black attired Antifa. Somebody told him who was on a plane that the plane was loaded with Antifa members. Oh, and they had bags of soup. Bags of soup by the can. You know, the can is something to use as a projectile. So they're coming with bags there on the plane, and somebody asked him, what plane? Who told you this? Nothing. Nothing. He could say nothing. But that's what he's doing. He is literally trying to distract with nonsense. And Democrats are allowing it to go on. They did not allow him to seize upon his grifting. And they should be speaking on things of importance like the Republican, the GOP, the Senate, the GOP Senate report on the Russia investigation and how the senators for the GOP have basically agreed everything we thought was true is true. From every report to every what was it the um what report was that they claimed was faulty and could not be uh, trusted and that the guy was from England and he didn't have the right whatever. That's where we are. The Republicans had to admit, they had to admit to what they got out of the Intelligence community, and they can't they can't speak about it. I understand, but what Republicans don't understand is Democrats should be on the floor. It is possible that a Democrat could take to the well of the Senate on the floor 
and read it aloud, he simply can't take it with him. So we got a choice there. No, Janice, you're not signed in as truth work? Well, I am. And like I said, it wouldn't give me my PIN number or the call-in number. The call-in number here is 516-666-9516. That's 516-666-9516. That's the number where I can be reached. If you have a comment, if you have something to add to the program, it's okay. It's okay. I take callers. I don't mind. But I'll tell you like this. Sell bullshit across the street because we're all stocked up here. Okay? So, 516 Six 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 nine five one six is the number that I can be reached. Herd immunity. Herd immunity is what this president has been seeking. He pulls back on the testing, and he didn't have the newer test. He pulled back on the shelter in place. He's pulled back on everything to arrest this this virus. We have more and more people getting sick. And he's still holding this virus spreader rally. And uh, if you if you look at it, he refuses to tell his followers to wear a mask because he doesn't. So herd immunity is what he's looking for. It's called herd immunity. It's where you allow and promote the virus spread. And you are accepting of three, two to three million dead. A hundred and eighty-six thousand is where the death toll is now. And if you don't believe it, just wait a while. It will go up. We're we're, we're logging over a thousand a day. Over a thousand deaths a day. There's a lack of leadership. The fish rots at the head, and it is definitely rots. So we have to take heed. We have to be very, very wary. 
of where we are. Because at this point in time, we've got to hold the fort and stay energetic and get out to vote. In 61 days, I believe it is. We'll be ready to go. And the killing part about it, we won't have the results of this in the evening of the 3rd of November. We're going to have to wait for the mail-in ballots that won't be counted because of Trump's court action. After he slowed the post office down, battleground states will be, how should I say, battleground states will be targeted. And the voters in those states will be disenfranchised. So prepare yourself because it appears that that's where we're headed. We can't avoid it. This should not be just a referendum on Donald Trump. This should also be a referendum on every Republican who sat there and voted for Every Republican has to pay the piper. It's time to pay the piper. This is what I mean. I wanna I found this a couple of weeks ago and I meant to put it up last week, but I didn't. So I have um I've literally rectified that. And the question is, are whites inferior to blacks? And the answer really is yes. And I'm going to play this clip. I'm going to let the man explain. Okay? I'm going to let the man explain. Here we go. The white race is an inferior race, and the black race is a superior race. I'd like for you to respond to those uh, those claims. Thank you, um, Rock. To Mr. Botok and to the uh, Poverty Law Center, and to white and black people alike. First, hate is always manifested, not just with words, but with deeds. And if he and they 
out of their hatred for us, have made books that they put in schools saying that the nation of Islam is a hate group. They have made films, and they put it before police departments that we are a hate group. They are the purveyors of hate against the nation of Islam. Now, if they've spent a million dollars a year on security, and yet all of this that they've done to us, yet they can't find one hateful act that any one of us has done to any one of them. So what is it about our doctrine that causes them to classify us as a hate group. Let me tell you simply what it is. Now, they say that we teach that white is inferior and black is superior. I don't know in what context you are speaking because we as black people are in a very inferior position not only in America, but in the Caribbean, in Central and South America, and in Africa. We once were in a superior position. But since two things can't occupy the same space at the same time, they are the ruling people of this time. So that's a lie are a misstatement of fact. But here's what we teach. And white folk teach it too. Uh, Let's see. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, two white people cannot produce yellow, much less brown or black. But the black man in us and from us came every species of human being that is on our planet. That is not hate or racism. That is an absolute fact. Now, some white anthropologists, one of the main ones was Dr. Leakey. He was looking for the origin of man. And he didn't, he may have passed through Europe, but he didn't stay there. He went to Africa, and he found the bones of a man 750,000 years of age, and they called him Zinj Anthropus. Zinj meaning black, Anthropus meaning man, and Zinj Anthropus had a father. So they kept on searching, and they found bones of black people a million and a half, two million, three million years We are considered in the Bible the ancient of days. You cannot find our origin in the earth or in the sun. You find it with God. Now, having said that, does that mean we are superior? In the genetic sense, absolutely. If you keep bothering us, black folk shoot 
not AK-47s. They shoot something that if we mix with you, you are gone. We stay. So genetically, you are inferior. That's not your mentality. That's not your creativity. That's your genetic makeup. We can wipe you off the earth just cohabiting with you. And that's why your population is going down. Now, we didn't do that. You're the one that's promoting into marriage now. Yes, there was a time when you would kill a black man for looking under a white woman's dress that was hanging on a clothesline. Now, that's hate. We don't do that. We are telling the truth. You came from us. You are the Adam of the Bible, and we are the us that made man in our image and after our likeness. And we are the us that gave you time on our planet for you to live your life for six thousand years and we would not interfere with your rule until the coming of God. God is present now and the truth is present now. So we are your alpha and we are your omega. We, you began from us and you will end with us. That's real. That's not hate. That's your scripture. Now let's go to real. No, no, I got to finish this, Rock. I'm I'm just getting warmed up here. (laughs) Believe me, see, once you open Pandora's box, you can't take what's coming out of it. See, but you opened it. Now, isn't it true that in the Talmudic, the Babylonian Talmud, this is Jewish literature, that it was a Jewish rabbi that introduced the thought that black people are the children of Ham and are doomed, as scriptures say, to be hewers of wood and drawers of water, that we are not black out of uh, this creation of God. We are cursed black, wrong. But you put that out. Is that love or is that hate? How many uh, Muslims have segregated you? You down in Alabama, Mr. Potok. And in Alabama, who was it that put up white and black drinking fountains? Who put up white and black uh, hotel, motel? See, you are the author of that, and that speaks to your hatred of us. We didn't do that to you. You all did that to us. Right now, in the movie, there's a history of the great ball player, Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Look at what that man had to suffer to bring and open the door to black and brown and yellow to become a part of baseball. There you go. There you go. The Honorable Louis Farrakhan, he simply broke it down. He simply told the truth. People simply don't get it. 
or they don't want to get it. And that seems to be the problem. Herd immunity. This president is going to allow this virus to spread unchecked and simply say to hell with those who died. They were weak. And it is what it is. That's how he approaches it. He's a mass murderer. He's guilty of negligent homicide. He's not an American. He's a grifter. A Russian asset. But if we can beat him in November... All of that will come to the surface. All of that will come to light. And my thing with winning, beating him in November, we just don't want to beat him in November. We then want to turn around and put the harshest sanctions known to man on Russia. We want to attempt to destroy their economy. Period. You cannot allow Russia to simply walk away from this turmoil that they've created in this country. They've created more turmoil in this country than China, than Iran, anyone, and they must be made to pay for it, along with the criminals in the Trump organization. There should be uh, there should be a Trump crime family, and they should arrest a lot of acting whoever they are, because what they're doing they're acting like traitors, traitors to the country. Be the AG. Elaine Kirshner, there's quite a few of them. There are quite a few who can be attorney generals who are looking forward to a Trump crime family. Although he's had a series of many strokes, There will be no mercy in the court. So, gear up, rally up, do whatever you need to do. 516 Nine five one six. That's five one six 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 nine five one six. That's the number, and I'm sticking to it. That's the number. Oh yeah. I can't seem to 
a thing with this chat room as far as already uh, this 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 new blog talk radio layout is just is bugging the hell out of me. And this is only my second show. <laughs> All of the intricate things and every last one of these new things that they've put out. I couldn't get a chat room until the show had started. <laughs> and all I could was thinking about other ways inconceivable 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 you give us in the heart I don't think it means what you think it means I simply couldn't get in I see Miss Janice has fixed her problem and it's allowing OCG to post his OCG. No, I don't think I will get the hang of it, Janet. This is all about crazy. That's what this is about. I've had, uh, had a whole week to think about what's, politi- what's politically in the news that should be on on front and center. And I got to tell you, between the pandemic and the election, between all of it, all of it should be front and center. But right now, the pandemic should be totally front and center. When Joe Biden takes office January, January 20th, he will move for DPA on testing speed testing, testing and tracing. He will move on another lockdown. The um, the report comes out Friday, the jobs report. And there's nowhere but in America that losing 10 million jobs is a good thing. Maybe um, Janice, you want to talk about the Civil War that's going on? Five one six 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 nine five one six. I'm a. This is an open book. Yeah, he's. Basically, 
promoting his forces to start a civil war. So we must be careful. We must be very careful. Whatever this man does, we must have a response to it. And the more havoc that he wreaks, the closer we get to a civil war, we have to talk about it. We have to repeat it more than once. Speak about the truth The way it is The way it's set up to be Let me see here People are (laughs) Ah I would have I would have opened my mouth I'm, I'm sure she's going to talk about it 561 Welcome to TruthWorks Network Thank you for calling The Alpha Show Alpha Doppler What you gonna do is, Where you gonna go And where you can you hide You ain't got You ain't hiding nowhere You ain't going nowhere You won't be able to. We either get as many people out and vote this fool out, and it's got to be an overwhelming vote. Because uh, well, I I just don't think it's going to happen. I I think I don't think it's going to happen. I think that the Republicans have outplayed the Democrats. We got uh, 65 days uh, left. And there is no offense going on that is making any significant difference. And if you couple that with the way in which they are playing the voter suppression game through the U.S. uh, Postal Service uh, by moving ballot um, drop-offs, by closing ballot drop-offs, um, the closest ballot drop-off, for instance, to me, is in the black community. The people in 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 this area, they're not going over there to drop off no ballot. They're scared to walk okay. to, uh, walk next. They're, they're scared to walk. They're, they're, they're afraid to walk uh, um, uh, on the side of a black person in Wally World. So how is it that they're going to get in their car, go all the way across? I mean, that's how they're playing it all over this country. And Democrats, people who are registered Democrats, they're becoming more and more conservative because they're afraid of 
the quote-unquote black people looting across America, and they're buying the whole thing about um, America is on fire, and they're coming in their neighborhoods and buying up all their mansions, and they're not paying the mortgage. I mean, it's all kinds of stuff going on, Alpha, and I am telling you now, the Democrats don't have a frigging idea how to fight this stuff. Every time I turn around, the only thing I'm seeing, what happened to Kamala Harris? I ain't heard from Kamala Harris since last week. I haven't seen her in four days. Did she break her, her mouth? I haven't seen her in four days. It is in shambles. Alpha, just let me say this, and then you can um, respond. The speeches that Joe Biden's making, Joe Biden doesn't even have the foggiest idea why he's going to Kenosha tomorrow. Whatever he said is so lukewarm, it's so bland, and you put that on top of he said that looting and he was criticizing rather than analyzing what happened in Portland, what happened in Chicago, what happened in Kenosha. What happened in Atlanta, what happened in New York City. Um, Because he doesn't understand it. Then you've got Donald Trump going to Wilmington. I mean, I'm not going to overlook. Donald Trump went to Tulsa. And Donald Trump went to Wilmington, North Carolina, two of the most prolific terrorizing, domestic terrorizing, murdering and lynching of black people in the history of this country. And it is no coincidence, no coincidence that he went to those two places. And if people don't know what I'm talking about, check out Our Common Ground, Wilmington on Fire. It's a documentary about the burning of of another prosperous black community in the 1800s. So um, when he says that people are going to get tired of him winning, I'm one of those people because I'm tired of him winning. I think people are going to tell him cheating. Well, it, it, it doesn't even matter uh, to him or to the people that support him how he gets there. So what is the alternative? We don't have an alternative now. The man is, vi- I mean, today he called for his voters to vote twice, do a mail-in vote and then go to the polls. And Bill Barr, his attorney general, said, well, I'm not so sure if that's against the law. If somebody does that and they are criminally charged, indicted, and and, 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 and indicted, that's a felony in this country. So what I'm saying to you, Alpha, is this. 
we don't have a game. We, I mean, I, I've been saying for how many, how many months about the playbook. You got black people on one end uh, criticizing and talking about the Democrats uh, aren't the answer, and then you got black folks on the other hand saying, "I don't care. I will crawl on my belly over broken glass to vote for anybody but Trump." But that's not going to make it. It's not going to make it. He's going to steal on one end and win on the other end. So he wasn't doing that in 2018? Of course he did. To keep the house. And it didn't work then. But he's, they have learned some lessons coming forward, and that is there are no consequences to breaking law in this country for them. That is the difference. Nobody's coming to their house knocking on the door with a warrant. Nobody. Well, I can't even come to the door, knock on the door at once. And Bill Barr's the, the AG. That's exactly that's exactly what I'm saying. Because they don't have to face any consequences. The Congress has not. I mean, first of all, if they send a subpoena to um, Louis DeJoy, and he doesn't respond, then they need to send the fucking FBI to pick him up. Let some, let them send some come to Jesus notices, but they won't do that. From the very beginning, Alpha, the first thing, what was the first thing they locked down? The FEC. That was the first thing they locked down. Now they've locked down intelligence. The, you the second thing they locked down was it. Pardon me? You notice everything must go through them. They have mm-hmm. locked down messaging. They've locked down the messaging. Yep. They've locked down public information. They have militarized. Domestic agencies, ICE, FBI. And the, what's some other people? The, um, the part-time people, uh, military people. You know what I'm talking about. Alpha, you got to help me out. I'm an old lady, huh? The border, <laughs> the national guard, the national guard. Okay, the big at these guys, and, the border patrol. And and what they've done, what they've done is they've created a. They have taken the federal police force, contracted out to Eric Prince, and put and contracted and made uh, those people federal employees, and they are nothing more than mercenaries. 
And if this man has a second term, which I think he will, you can bet your bottom dollar that those mercenaries will be in every black community in every major urban center in this country, starting with Miami, Jacksonville, Atlanta, Chicago. They ain't going to white Portland. And and the other thing that, that he has done with shutting down the messaging is that he has also shut down the power of governors in this country when they are not Republican governors. There is a reason why the Republican National, the Governors Associate, Republican Governors Association, is much more powerful than. Do the Democratic governors even have an association? Oh yes, they do. Okay, okay. I figured they did, but but what of it? The Republican. Um, Governors Association is dictating the the legislation in every uh, Republican governed state in this country, and, and and we have we have no option. We don't have a daddy to go to. So you're saying democracy failed months ago. Why don't we say two years ago? Two years ago. Actually, with the vote in the Senate to impeach him, that's when democracy democracy failed. Um, At this point, I think that we all have to recognize that we don't have, there is no room to do anything about it. No room. And when, when I said in your chat room that there's a, there's a civil war going on now, the equivalent of the old gray guard of the South started organizing before Charlottesville, and they have been filling their armies with people and recruitment, and they are spread out all over this country. Alpha, did you see my pictures that I took? I've risked my life to take those pictures. What? What do you mean? What do you mean? Three blocks, four blocks from my house. I'm minding my own business. I'm taking my COVID-19 ride. I ride four blocks down from my house, not even a mile. And there's a Trump KKK rally on the side of the street that I turn off to come into my home. And they've got the music going, the grills going, the, the what do you call those trucks with the flatbed trucks going, with the huge Trump flags 
and people with the silly hats on and the bullhorns and the people on the medium with the big old ass flags, and they're just having a Trump rally right on the side of the road. If I wanted to turn in to go into Lowe's, I would have to go through all of that. And I turned the other way, went into uh, the lot of the Burger King across the street, got out of my car and took pictures because I didn't think anybody would believe it. And as cars were passing, they were screaming at the cars and waving and with the pom-poms and all that stuff, and the, the people in the cars were blowing their horns. And this was right at the bottom of the overpass over I-95 on my street. And you know what I said, right? Yeah. I am getting the F out of here. <laughs> this is this is I cannot. I mean, no city, no police cars, no state trooper cars, nothing. They were just having a Trump KKK rally. And even to the extent that you have to be careful I'm not putting a Biden-Harris sticker on my car. Not down here in KKK land. Uh, uh, uh. And that is the civil war. That is part of the civil war. They're looking, um, there are three levels of it. That kind of foolishness that was going on. I mean, you should have seen the old people, you know, old ladies with cut-off jeans. Oh, my God. Please spare my eyes. But that's one part of it. But I think the other part, Alpha, is that you have people like this young boy, 17 years old, with an AR-15, walking down the street in a major city past the police. That's the other part of the Civil War. It is no coincidence that a protester was murdered because that's been the message to his league of racist thugs for two and a half years. Organize yourself because Charlottesville, there was good people on both sides. So where does that leave us? Oh, and the third level is organized white supremacists and nationalists in police departments everywhere. Oh, that's that's already been okay. done. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. That's the third tier of the Civil War, the new Civil War. And we're not... Gonna, and people are talking about oh if 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 Trump gets a second if, if Trump gets a second term the civil war is already going on it's already happening so what you gonna do about it Alpha? Yeah, it's so ugly I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out here in Chicago and wait on those no names to come in. Gonna be a lot of dead what? cops. I can tell you what it is. 
going to be a lot of dead black people. But it's going to be a lot of dead cops. Well, I think I think we we have come to that time where we have to consider that that there is going people are going to start shooting back. And that is a civil war. That is war on American soil. Because you you can you can um, you can I mean we've been asking how long for for three hundred years how long and the regard for you and me in twenty twenty is no different than the regard from our ancestors in seventeen twenty we are disposable. We ha- they have no regard for our humanity. The fact that um, the fact that a cop can be holding somebody by the t-shirt and shoot them while they're leaning over seven times in the back. Seventeen twenty. And take advantage of qualified immunity. Exactly. Which which essentially is a legalization of murder by cop. Lynching by cop. And there is nothing in the mix going on in the Biden-Harris camp that has weapon that has weapons equal to that because you know i it, it made me very very frightened today as joe as i listened to joe biden talking about why he's going to kenosha he really doesn't know why somebody told him it was a good political move Donald Trump, on the other hand, knew exactly why. And that should be frightening to all of us. I mean, I don't know what happened to Kamala Harris all of a sudden because now it's Joe Biden and Jill Biden. It's because they... And I hate to say this, Alpha, but I think it's because they don't want to expose her too much as being too black. I mean, they they fought back to she's a she's black thing with oh yeah her mother's from India and her father's an immigrant from Jamaica, so she's not too black. And I'm wondering if them not saying that the the vice presidential nominee is not going to Kenosha. Because that would make her too black. I'm just asking you a question. What do you think? Uh, I think there is something up with Kamala Harris as far as her appearing. 
Yeah, I have. Like I said, I haven't seen her in three or four days. She's not on the campaign trail, or should I say, she's not out there on the campaign trail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And either you want to be the vice president or not. That's that. You know that. That's raising a lot of questions. It really the, is. You know, and all we're talking about is what, you know, the um, we keep talking about um, legal warfare that nothing can be done. The campaign funds and where the money went, 40, what did he say, $40 million is missing? And when people were trying to figure out when they're going to go back to work, uh, how safe are their children going to be going back to school, and how long these companies are going to hold out having remote working so that people can keep their jobs, how long are the banks going to be holding off on people who've lost their jobs and can't pay their mortgages, how long are the um, uh, people who are getting get evicted from their homes, how long are people going to get unemployment, continue to get unemployment? I mean, in some states, unemployment is running out for people uh, so that they can feed their families. But we're focusing on $40 million. Um, we're focusing on... Um, Bill Barr is a crook, and we're doing nothing about it. Because oversight, financial oversight, can do something about it from the House. They can shut down some of these agencies. Just shut them down. And now the the, the, the Trump uh, administration is talking about having a um, shutdown in December. I thought it was the end of September. But you're right, it's going to be yeah, end of November. Yeah. Yeah. End of November. Yeah. Right. And, and, and then Barr is talking about, and Barr is affirming all of the conspiracy um, theories that Trump is spewing. Now today he talked about, yeah, people are traveling by plane. Something. Remember yesterday uh, idiot president said, People are dressed in uniform on planes, going to places to start riots. And 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 Barr came right behind him today, and yeah, that's and, and affirmed that. With cans of soup. Mhm, mhm. So I mean, you got a you've got a a, a demented president on the war path with his war council right behind him, and nobody can do anything about it. How incredible is that? Real scary, Janice. What? I said that's real scary. Yeah, it really is very scary. I got another call here, Janice. I'm going to put you on hold. Okay. No, no, don't and, put me uh, on hold. I'll, I'll, um, 
I'm I'm just, you know. That's real scary. Yeah, it's real scary. Yeah, it really is very scary. Okay, talk to you later, Alpha. I got another call. All right, Jenny. Janice Graham of Our Common Ground, host of Our Common Ground, tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock, no, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. Uh, Janice will host Our Common Ground. Um, 516-666-9516. Let me go to 6. 612. Welcome to TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Yes, good evening, sir. How are you doing today? Just wonderful. Great. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm calling from Minnesota, and I was hoping to talk about some of the, uh, basically the lack of coverage as far as what's going on in the Midwest and how some of the races are starting to play out and how the polls are currently situated. And I kind of see a repeat of 2016 happening again, where it seems like the mainstream media, most political pundits uh, are ignoring the fact that uh, it's incredible that most of the upper Midwest, which is traditionally blue states, are almost all toss-ups right now. And some of them are leaning are leaning red. And um, I'm from Minnesota, and so a state like Minnesota, like mine, where it's been, you know, Minnesota's voted Democrat as long as I can remember. I think Emerson came out with a poll two days ago that had it tied. And uh, I, I think I think for Democrats, that's something to be concerned about. And I, I don't see it being talked about much at all in the media or just, with, you know, Democrats in general. Well, I would look at that, that tie from an Emerson poll. As more of an outlier, I like to take all of the polls and get an average to get a, a clear vision of what the people are feeling there in that particular state. The leads that uh, Biden enjoys uh, in those states is not just one point there. They're really beyond the uh, beyond the three and a half percent margin of error. Uh, Minnesota, I think, will deliver for Joe Biden, just like Wisconsin, just like Michigan. Now, I don't see Donald Trump surviving a hundred and eighty. 5,000 people dead. It's up to 186,000 now. And by election day, it'll be 300,000 people dead. The lack of leadership, the lack of leadership itself seals his fate because now he's talking about herd immunity. He got rid of Fauci and he brought on a doctor who said it three or four times, and they have it on record, they have it on tape, and he denies that he said it. So, you know. Right, but, but that, that doesn't matter. I mean, if, if you're looking at that from like a Democrat perspective, if, if you're a Democrat and you're someone that doesn't like Trump already, 
that's something that you would bring up. But if you look at it from an independent perspective and you follow what's going on with focus groups and things that are actually moving in the polls recently, the rioting and the looting is having a much bigger impact in a lot of focus groups and internal polling, right? I'm someone who used to, I used to work in the DNC here in Minnesota and I've been politically, you know, I, I know people who are in, on the inside and get to see a lot more of the internal polling, not the public polling that the public sees. And if you if you know anyone who works with focus groups, they'll tell you that the rioting and the looting is making a massive impact. And it, it's sticking in a way that a lot of the other issues aren't like the coronavirus situation. That was something that was really bad for Trump. But now that's kind of faded away, and the rioting, the looting has come more to the forefront. Why? Well, because that's what we've been seeing in the news recently. Because it's not what? Because that's that's what's been going on in the news recently. I mean, if you watch the news coverage, most of the coronavirus talk has kind of faded down over the last month, and it's been more of a discussion of rioting, uh, police brutality, you know, the looting, you know, stuff that we saw the last couple of weeks in Chicago and in Kenosha and in other cities, that's kind of yeah, been giving more like coverage. Therefore, that's become more of an issue. Kind of like a distraction. You see, the rioting... Well, is, it's not a distraction. It's, it's about what's going on. I mean, that's that's what's been happening. That's what it, the news works. It's about what's ever most recent. I look at it like it's about what's being propagated. The rioting only happens in the dead of night. People that they have arrested have turned out to be from right-wing militias. You had one guy in blackface that they arrested. So, so you think that you're saying that the video that's online and that's in some of the news, like in Chicago when they went to that magnificent mile and they looted all the stores, those were white supremacists doing that? No, 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 no. See, you want to compare. Apples to oranges. I'm here in Chicago. I can tell you that was yeah. I'm, I'm just going off what you just said. You you brought up you brought up yeah. that right wing and white supremacists were arrested and, and someone was caught in blackface. You do realize that's the exception, not the rule. Like the majority of the people looting are not white supremacists and, and right wing people. The guy with the umbrella and the guy with the umbrella going around smashing windows. They arrested him. He was part of a right wing yeah, militia. How many? How many people did? How many people are you talking about when you say that? You're talking about maybe many, what ten people? people and then how many people were doing the rioting and looting that were either associated with left-wing anarchist groups or with Black Lives Matter? How many? Be honest, man. It's like ninety-five percent. I'm being honest. You don't know because you are, we aren't. Getting I do know. I was I was here in Minneapolis when the when the rioting and the looting was going on here. I, I have people who are on the ground who are recording on cell phone, Instagram living, all the stuff going down. I'm not getting my information from a news source or from an article or from anyone. I'm getting from my information from videos from people live on the ground as it's happening. I saw all the videos of looting going on around. And if you think that the majority of the people who were looting and burning buildings and doing all those stuff were a bunch of right-wing white supremacists, I don't know what you're looking at or where you're getting information. Well, sir, I'm going to say like this. You can have your view of it, and I'll have mine, and we will go to the polls uh, on the 3rd of November. No, it's not about it, sir. This is not not subjective. We have objective thing called video. 
it's not my opinion. You could look at the video yourself. If you can show me, give me an example, whether a source or a video or even an article that you can refer to that can show that the majority of the people engaging in rioting and looting are white supremacists and right-wingers. Do you have any source you can cite? They are not going to propagate that. They're not going to let you know. No, I'm not, asking about, I'm not asking about the media propagating it. I'm asking you. You're making a claim. Give me a source, whether a video or an article or something I'm you making, can source that's I'm objective no, that can show that. No claim without having something that I have seen myself. Just like you've seen things yourself, I've oh, seen so, it myself. Okay, so you're saying you, you, you witnessed it personally? Witnessed it on one of the social medias on one of the websites, news websites, the whole What's, what's the news website? I go with, um, a lot of times I go with Raw Story. I go with Progressive. Yes, I am a Democrat. Okay. I am a Progressive. So, so, you, so you, saw, you saw a video of a white supremacist rioting and looting. Is that what you're saying? Yes, more than one. And how many how many people did you see doing it that were right wing or white supremacists? There was at least four or five in each time I've seen it. Were, okay. And how many videos window, have you seen of people that are either Antifa or Black Lives Matter people. or just young black people engaging I, you know, in writing and looting? How many videos of those have you seen? Anyone from Antifa. I've seen no one from Antifa. We can, you have we can seen no one from Antifa? I've seen no well, one well, out have, there. Are, are you aware of what's been going on in Portland for the last, I don't know, two months now? Portland is on the other side of the country for me. Like I said, I'm in Chicago. Okay, if you, okay, let's I, talk about, okay, you want to make it just I about Chicago? Let's talk about Chicago. When, when, when they were, when they, when downtown was being looted and raided and the Magnificent Bond was being looted and raided. And we, you can see the video. It's not my opinion. Anyone listening, it's not my opinion. Go online. Look up the video of the Chicago rioting and looting. And didn't Remember I when Mayor Lightfoot had called for the bridge, the bridge to be lifted so that people can go? Okay. So let's just talk about Chicago. Now tell me, in Chicago, give me a percentage, sir. No, but just tell me. What's the percentage of the people rioting and looting in Chicago that are right-wing or white supremacists? Give me a percentage. Well, the people who are sick and tired of what it, this is, you can't, you can't treat people oh, in a way. Oh, come on now, brother. Let's be real this, here. You're telling me that then people that were robbing those stores were robbing stores because they cared about somebody who got killed by a cop or got shot by a police officer, no, really? You don't I think they were just doing that, that because you know, they were taking you know advantage of the situation? Uh, uh, you don't want I mean, I'm just asking you to keep it real here. I mean, if, if you think that if you think that someone who's upset about police brutality is just is going to say I'm going to go rob a Nike store and take ten sneakers, come on now, brother, let's be real now. You're in Minnesota. You simply don't understand. I'm not condoning the looting here in Chicago. I understand who's out there looting in Chicago. The have-nots. They're protesters, they're rioters, they're looters. They're three right. and, and the rioters and the looters are the ones ruining the movement and are, dis, are the ones that are hurting the people that are actually protesting, that actually care about stopping police brutality. 
you do, you do realize. I mean, there's no. I don't understand why people defend the people who ride and loot when they're the ones ruining what's supposed who's to be done. Head of who is head? Who is the head of Antifa? What do you mean Antifa? I thought we we're talking about Chicago. We are. My question is clear. Who is the head of Antifa? Well, as far as the exact head, no one's quite sure, but in general, they're a left-wing anarchist organization. They're basically like their manifesto. They're 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 neo-Marxist anarchists from an ideological standpoint, and their whole mentality is destroying capitalism and dismantling capitalism in general. Now, they have many different groups that are together, but they're all under this banner of anti-fascist, and they want to basically destroy, you know, get rid of the current capitalist system we have in America. That's their general position. Now, what they usually end up doing is, and, and by the way, they were, if you if you want to know about Antifa in Chicago, do you remember when they were trying to take down the Columbus statue? Right. Yeah, so if if you look, the police did a video presentation showing the, uh, the uh, there, was, there was a march that was going down the street headed towards the park. And they showed that as a group, as a, as a group of protesters approached the statue, there was a group of people about, let's say, I think there were about 100 or so that separated off. They, uh, they threw their umbrellas up to shield them because there was, there, was uh, there was like a drone or there was a helicopter overhead that was videotaping everything. And they, all of a sudden, these 100 people changed their clothes and put on these black outfits, put on black masks, and they formed like a, like a phalanx through the crowd. They moved to the front, and they were the ones that were attacking the police that were surrounding the statue there in the park, the Columbus statue. And if you Not look in that video, it. that group is, is what I mean by Antifa. So what, the, what these guys end up, a lot of times what they do is they join peaceful protesters, they hide in the actual crowd of protesters, and then they oftentimes come to the front, and they're the ones that you see oftentimes having confrontations with police. And so these are the type of people that I'm saying that are hijacking the movement and taking what's supposed to be people who are genuinely protesting about police brutality and they use it for their own agenda, which is they want to create anarchy, they want to fight police, they want to riot and loot and destroy stuff. So in, in Chicago, that happened. And anyone who wants well, to see this, you can go online. The, uh, the uh, police commissioner I'll, I'll and the mayor did a, did, a, did a video presentation about them and what they did in the park. You, you can see I'll it. They did, a, they did an in-depth breakdown. You can see the whole video. You have uh, basically made my case for me. These are looters. These are, these are anarchists. These are the people who are there to fight with police. These aren't peaceful protesters. And if that uh, supersedes 186,000 dead people because the fearless leader could not deal oh, yeah, with the pandemic. Now, because, because people in America don't like seeing buildings being burned down and being robbed and looted. Nobody likes seeing that. Like, nobody likes what happened in Kenosha. Nobody liked what happened in Minneapolis. Nobody likes seeing, you know, I mean, do you, do you like seeing when buildings get robbed and looted and people's cars get set on fire? Like you like seeing that? I don't like seeing unarmed black people shot in the back seven times. I don't like seeing black people with a knee yeah, on their like neck. Yeah, nobody that either, but I'm talking about, like, yeah, I'm trying to make it clear to you, like, why the rioting and the looting is having an impact in the, in the polls and people's views. But what I'm saying to you is, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be a little bit objective, sir, and not just, and not just look at it like 
I hate Trump and whatever whatever it is, I don't care. It's all about against Trump. You got you got to take it, take that off and look from the middle. Like I'm an independent, right? And this election will be determined by independents, not by Republicans or Democrats, because both of you guys are already going to vote. You know who you're going to vote for. Republicans are going to vote for Trump. Democrats are going to vote for Biden. We already know that. The, the, this election is going to be determined by the people in the middle. So now you got to ask yourself, from the independent perspective, if I'm looking at this, why is it that amongst independents, why is the rioting and looting making such a big impact in the focus groups? Why is it? you got to ask yourself that question. And so to yeah. downplay that, to me, is, is making a mistake. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, when, when we talk about what – when we look back at 2016, remember one month before the election – Michael Moore, who uh, I don't know if you know who he is, he's the guy that produced uh, Fahrenheit 9/11. You know what I'm talking about? I know about? who Michael Moore is. Michael Moore said it okay, before so, one month. You know, James Comey. James Comey came out and violated protocol, FBI protocol, and that's basically pushed Donald Trump forward. Yeah, but I'm, now, I'm, I'm talking not, about I'm talking about before before James Comey came out because remember Michael Moore if you if, if now that you know what I'm talking about before that Michael Moore was warning that Trump could win in Michigan remember that remember when Michael Moore made that statement this was like three months before the election and and most people most people dismissed him they laughed at him they told him he was crazy when he said that now why did Michael Moore warn everybody that Trump was going to win in Michigan? Before the election, why did you know why he did that? You know, trying to decipher why Michael Moore did what he did. Michael Moore took no, a shot I'm not going to decipher. He he he, well, he, he explained he why. He, he, he said why. He I'm just asking you, you know why he did that. And he said what he said. I'm not just. I'm not no, trying to disprove. Okay, what Michael I'm Moore asking said. you why did he why why did he make that point? It's not like he's not pro-Trump. He's not a Republican, obviously. He's a progressive. He has not. He didn't want Trump to win. But why did he make that statement at a time when no but almost no one else in the media was was making that point? Why was he the only one saying that? And the reason he was saying that, and I'm going to make it clear for everyone listening, he said that because he's from Michigan. Because he lives in Michigan and he goes to Michigan and he travels through the state. The same way I'm from Minnesota, I live here, I travel around, and I travel all throughout the upper Midwest. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, I go through it all. And I'm telling you right now, if if people think that the upper Midwest is going to be blue again, first of all, I don't know what you're looking at, number one. Number two, if you travel around the state, you see that the Trump support has not dissipated at all. Not even a little bit. I'm from here. I have people who work in the DNC here in Minnesota. They are panicking. They're telling me right now they have not seen a Republican presidential nominate candidate have this kind of support in our state in more than 50 years. They've never seen it before. And there are working-class Democrats all throughout the upper Midwest that are flipping from Democrat to Republican. And it's happening in massive numbers. Michael Moore just came out a couple months, like two months ago, not even like a month and a half ago, warning everybody that the number of Democrat people that he knows personally that are now voting GOP is alarming. And he's worried that, again, the media, the DNC, and the general public is completely ignoring the fact that the Midwest is going to potentially go red so, again. And I'm talking about from Minnesota so all the way to Pennsylvania. Me, basically, what you're telling me is. Independents don't give a damn about a man who has twenty thousand lives. 
They don't give a damn about a man who puts children in cages. They don't give a damn about someone who would lie to uh, get reelected and seek aid and withhold uh, money for their fight against Russia and get impeached for it. Okay, so like, 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 look at the points you're bringing up. So you brought up children in cages, right? Now, I'm going to ask you a question, sir. This, this, this is why I want to see if you're willing to be objective. Who put children in cages first, Obama or Trump? It was Obama. I'm yeah, not, who, I'm who not, built those cages? I'm not who trying, built the cages that those children were being put in? Who, do, it, who built the cages? Who built the prisons? That's, that's, no, that's I'm, I'm asking you a question. Who who built who which administration built the cages that put the children in those I would like to continue this nonsense with you, but you have basically waded into water. Of course, you want to continue with me because I'm I'm being objective, and you're being you're just being a democratic cheerleader, and so you're not you can't see the reality what's going on because you're blinded by your partisanship. This is about an independent who can't suffocate himself. Enough to have no, no, I'm an independent. I don't, I don't wave pom pom and I don't cheerlead for Republican or Democrats. I look at it objectively. You, sir, are a, are clearly going to vote Democrat no matter what. And because of that, you only see one side. You can't, you, you, you have no objectivity whatsoever. And that's, that's why you don't want to talk to me. Because I'm, unlike your previous caller, I'm not I'm I, not sitting here agreeing with everything you say like your previous caller did. That's why you no, want to no, dismiss I, me. I, I understand you. I understand. Who I understand. You, are. you just you just want to talk to people who agree with you. You just want to talk to people who are going to tell you what you want to hear only. That's and because of that, that's why our society is the way it is. Because nobody talks to people who disagree with them anymore. I've been Every, everybody in America now just wants to stay in their bubble. And just talk to people that no who sense. agree with them only. And so if you think no that, sense. sir, I'm telling you right now, you're going to be stunned on November 3rd what's going to happen. And you're going to be I'll left be asking, how did this happen? Why did Trump win time. Michigan and Ohio and Minnesota again? How did he win Wisconsin? And, and you're going to do what the Democrats did in 2016. You're going to blame Russia because you can't conceive any possible scenario in which Trump could win because you've been talking only to liberals. And you've only been talking to people who agree with you, so you Ah, that was six one two. He calls himself an independent. But I don't believe him. I think he's a a Republican. And he asks specious questions. I'm not rallying or cheerleading for one side or the other. I just like Republicans with a passion. And all the things Republicans have done, voter suppression, I guess he's all right with that. The post office, the sabotaging of the post office. Oh, he left. Jesus. I was kind of hoping he'd stick around and listen. Those are the signs of people who call themselves independent that are nothing more than right-wingers in dresses. They're in disguise. They have absolutely nothing to say that should bring you along. He wants to, he lives in Michigan and the he wants to speak for the DNC in Michigan is shocked 
shocked, I tell you. The DNC in Michigan is all, all worried. They really have taken it to a, a new level there in Michigan. So, you know, when you get right down to it, there's a perspective out there and people who don't give a damn about lies. This man has turned norms into everything. It's not it's not normal. And that's what he looks for. Independent my ass. But I I really enjoy talking to him. His points basically saw to it that uh, we continue on this route that we're on. And, you know, he spoke about 2016 election in Michigan and Minnesota. I have no clue. I have, I have the, the, utmost, the utmost confidence that Trump will not win Wisconsin. He will not win Michigan. He will not win Minnesota. He wants to make sure. He wants to make sure that what he is saying comes to pass. I am simply saying this. There are reasons for the 2016 Wisconsin. Trump won Wisconsin by 23,000 votes. 93,000 black voters did not vote in Wisconsin. He won Miami by 113,000. 379,000 blacks didn't vote in Miami. Trump won Michigan by 11,000 votes. In Detroit alone, 277,000 black people did not vote. Do you think we can chip away? Trump won in Pennsylvania by 44,000 votes. In Pennsylvania, 238 black people did not vote. Trump won in Georgia by 211,000. 530,000 black people did not vote in Georgia. There are plenty of reasons why Trump won. And I'm here to say he has turned off so many of these so-called independents. If you're willing to roll with a liar, a traitor, and it doesn't matter to you, 186,000 people did, and it doesn't matter to you, who the hell are you? Who in the hell are you? And it gets to that point 
what did he what did he what did he uh type the Emerson poll has at one point in Michigan. One point. And uh, like I told him, I like to get an average. The Quinny the, the what is it, the Quinnipack poll has Biden up by ten. The USAC suffix poll has Biden up by seven. Biden's up 47 to 40 in the Reuters poll. But you can find polls out there. And in every one of these polls, Biden is winning by eight points or more. He wants to say it's it's closer than that. I didn't have um, I didn't have the um, the scary uh, music to play for, to play for him because he basically he wanted to get his point across. And I I went with him as long as I did because I wanted my listening audience to see. These people are nothing. They are afraid. If he's an independent and he's for a coward like this, if his independence speaks to his fear-mongering of looting, he's so worried about Antifa and them pushing up umbrellas and changing clothes so a helicopter couldn't You know what? He's not independent. He's a QAnon Republican. But like I said, I'm glad he called. And at some point, I, I hope he calls back during another time, during another show. Like on November 4th or November 11th. And this man is out of office. And he's a lame duck running around destroying the country. Can't have it both ways. got an idiot in the White House and you have to be careful you really have to be Because what we are watching, we're watching this before our very eyes. If an independent, and he, he don't like either side, what is it about the right that he sees as acceptable? 
What is it about the right that he sees as, I'm going to go with this guy because he's going to take away my Social Security. He's going to kill health care for millions. What is it about it? This is part of the Russian interference. He is just one of the people in this country that you can't, you can't ignore, but you have to pay attention to him. You have to pay attention to him. And I gave you a, a list of people who have voted or not voted. Black people who have voted and not voted. Believe me, we can't do this anymore. We can't wait. We cannot wait for someone to save us. Get as many people out to vote as you possibly can. How they say your life may depend upon it. I'm telling you it does. I'm telling you it does. The writing is more important than the death toll of the virus. How many people died in the rioting? So far, I'm counting three, four. And that seems to, he wants to convince you that people care about that more than they do about this. President Trump has been trying to rewrite the timeline on his coronavirus response. I think our whole group has been spectacular. So here are the facts. In 2014, the Obama-Biden administration put together the Global Health Security Unit within the White House National Security Council. We have to put in place an infrastructure, not just here at home, but globally, that allows us to see it quickly, isolate it quickly, respond to it quickly. They also assembled a 69-page pandemic response playbook. Now, in 2018, President Trump fired the Global Health Security Unit. I'm a business person. I don't like having thousands of people around when you don't need them. He also declined to renew CDC epidemic prevention funding, causing it to downsize in 39 countries, including China. Now, reporting from ABC suggests that intelligence officials were warning about this new disease emerging from China as early as November 2019. Nobody would have ever thought a thing like this could have happened. The administration has disputed that, but we know that at least as early as January 3rd, the White House National Security Council was briefed. In January, before Germany had a single case of the coronavirus, they began working on a test. January 8th, the CDC issued its first warning. On January 9th, the World Health Organization issued its first warning. 
And that night, President Trump held a rally. And America's future has never, ever looked brighter. On January 10th, the World Health Organization issued a comprehensive package of technical guidance with advice to all countries for how to detect, test, and manage potential cases. January 18th. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar tried to have an urgent phone call with the president about the crisis. The president reportedly cut him off to berate him about his efforts to ban flavored vaping products. President Trump then hung up and went golfing. January 19th, President Trump went golfing again. January 20th, this was the first confirmed case of the coronavirus in the U.S. It was also the first confirmed case of the coronavirus in South Korea. The response of the two countries could not be more different. Within the first two weeks of that case, South Korea had implemented nationwide testing. Perhaps that's why, as of the beginning of May 2020, South Korea has fewer than 250 deaths, while the United States has had over 65,000. Given the difference in population size, you would expect the U.S. to have a death rate six times that of South Korea. Instead, it is over 250 times that of South Korea. On January 22nd, asked whether he was worried, President Trump said, No, we're not at all, and uh, we're, we have it totally under control. It's one person coming in from China, and we have it under control. It's uh, going to be just fine. On January 23rd, China shut down all of Wuhan. The World Health Organization held an international news conference, and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer called for a public health emergency. President Trump did not declare it. On January 24th, President Trump tweeted, China has been working hard to contain the coronavirus. The United States greatly appreciates their efforts and transparency. It will all work out well. On January 27th, Joe Biden wrote an op-ed warning that President Trump was failing to take this crisis seriously and needed to take more immediate action. On January 28th, Elizabeth Warren released her coronavirus plan. That night, President Trump held another rally. On January 29th, President Trump's trade advisor, Peter Navarro, sent a urgent White House memo warning of the risk of the virus. Only then was a task force formed. January 30th, China locked down all of Hubei province. The World Health Organization declared a global health emergency. That night, President Trump held a rally. February 1st, Trump goes golfing. February 2nd, only then did a partial travel restriction on China go into effect. Oh, we pretty much shut it down, coming in from China. 39 countries had travel restrictions on China earlier or at the same time, and many had much more comprehensive restrictions. At least 430,000 people arrived in the U.S. from China since January 1st. This included nearly 40,000 in the two months after President Trump's travel restrictions. While he claims that they saved thousands of lives, Dr. Jennifer Nuzzo, an epidemiologist at Johns Hopkins, says, quote, we have not seen any evidence that shows that the travel restrictions stopped or slowed down transmission of the virus. February 3rd, the World Health Organization released a strategic preparedness and response plan. February 5th, Secretary Azar requested $4 billion to fight the virus. This led to a shouting match in the White House. February 6th, the World Health Organization began distributing a quarter million tests around the world. The U.S. didn't want any. We'd produce our own. Around that time, the CDC produced a total of 90 tests, which turned out to be faulty. February 10th, President Trump proposed a budget that would cut CDC funding by 16%. That day, he said, The virus. They're working hard. 
looks like by April, you know, in theory, when it gets a little warmer, it miraculously goes away. I hope that's true. February 15th, President Trump went golfing. February 19th, he held another rally. February 20th, he held another rally. February 23rd, Peter Navarro sounded another alarm within the White House, warning of the increasing probability of a full-blown COVID-19 pandemic. Only the next day does President Trump finally ask Congress for additional funding. But that same day, he tweeted, the coronavirus is very much under control in the USA. Stock market starting to look very good to me. On February 26th, you treat this like a flu because of all we've done, the risk to the American people remains very low. We think that in almost all cases, they're, the better we're getting, we have a total of 15. There were more than 15 cases that day. There were 60. And now there are 1.1 million. February 27th. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. February 28th. Now the Democrats are politicizing the coronavirus. You know that. Coronavirus. And this is their new hoax. The very next day was the first confirmed U.S. death. Washington state declared a state of emergency. March 4th, he did an interview with Fox News where he suggested that it might be okay to go to work with the coronavirus. You know, we have thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that get better just by, you know, sitting around and even going to work. Some of them go to work, but they get better. March 5th, California and Maryland declared states of emergency. March 6th, Kentucky and Utah declared states of emergency. He went to visit the CDC wearing a campaign hat and said, Anybody right now and yesterday, anybody that needs a test gets a test. They're there. They have the test. It wasn't true then. In May, it's still not true. March 7th, New York declares a state of emergency and President Trump goes golfing. March 8th, he golfed again. March 9th, he compared coronavirus to the flu in a tweet and suggested it would go away on its own. March 10th. It will go away, just stay calm. It will go away. On March 11th, the World Health Organization said it was not just a global health emergency, it was a pandemic. WHO has been assessing this outbreak around the clock and we're deeply concerned both by the alarming levels of spread and severity and by the alarming levels of inaction. COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. Only on March 13th does President Trump finally declare a national emergency. On March 16th, in a call with governors, he tells them... Respirators, ventilators, all of the equipment, try getting it yourself. On March 17th, he finally admitted, this is a pandemic. And he told reporters... I've always known this is a, this is a real... This is a pandemic. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic. All you had to do is look at other countries. This is only days after he was still comparing it to the flu. On March 26th, President Trump delivered on his America First promise in a way no one could have wanted, as the U.S. overtook the entire rest of the world in cases of coronavirus. As of the beginning of May, the U.S. has 1.1 million cases of the coronavirus and has suffered over 65,000 deaths. Analysis of data from the Institute of Health Metrics and Evaluation suggests that 90% of the U.S. deaths could have been prevented if the president had issued physical distancing guidelines even two weeks earlier, when he had already been warned of the threat 
from months. With all of There you go. And you're talking in May and June, 65,000 dead that did not have to happen. Donald Trump is the reason there are 186,000 Americans dead. This is no Benghazi where four died. This is no Ebola outbreak where three died. This is 186,000, soon to be 200,000, and by the election it will be 300,000. And you call yourself an independent. And as an independent, you think you're going to go with Trump. And it seems to be, to me, that you're going to bark up the wrong tree. If you call yourself an independent still, behind the damning evidence, and I hope he calls back because he cannot address any of that. But he wants to talk about the uh, the response to a murder, the response to two murders, the response to white murder. And how? What did the girl say? You better be glad we're seeking equality and not revenge. She was absolutely right. This should not be a political matter, but it is. But it is. I can no longer do this this evening. And I'll just say this, and I want to thank Janice for calling our common ground Tomorrow, 10 o'clock, 9 central, here at Blog Talk Radio. And don't forget the I Declare show. Friday nights, I Declare, real, raw, right now. You have a choice when you go to the poll. An authoritarian or America, one of the two. This has been one very good evening, and I'll simply say this to everybody. I'm glad to be back. Hopefully... I can get more spirited callers, like 612. And I really hope he calls back, because I'd like to talk with him. It makes a great deal of difference when you find people to call and talk with you. Even though even though they're secretly trying to make hay as the sun shines.
I'm glad to have been with you. And hopefully we can um, we can do this next week also. I'm game. I'll be here. Will you? When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. So crazy is is when I hear people, uh, you know, uh, particularly in the morning shows on MSNBC, you know, Stephanie Rule and these other folks talking about, uh, you know, the far left. You got to worry about the far left. The Democratic Party, had, you know, if they if the far left takes over, this could be a big problem. Look at the polls, right? This is a poll that was conducted uh, in 2016 by GBA Strategies on behalf of the Progressive Change Institute. is a serious, solid poll by a reputable polling company. These are positions that Stephanie Rule and, and many of the others on, the, on, on MSNBC, and, and I, I have great admiration for her as a reporter and as a, uh, as a, you know, a former uh, financial person. I mean, you know, she's, she's great, but she's wrong on this, you know, talking about the, the far left in the Democratic Party. These are your far left positions and how much support they have in the United States, which would indicate that they're actually centrist positions, not far left positions.